from the banana. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. We are live from the banana with our podcast, Deep in the Manual. My name is Guy, and I am the dictator editor no, of the show. No, we're doing credits at the end, man. Yeah, have you ever watched a movie? The credits come at the end. That's why they're did called you, trailers. Didn't just watch a movie where yeah, the credits were at the did. beginning. Yeah, so I also, think this is episode two. That's true. Wide wide release for this one as opposed to a very narrow release for the last one. Yeah, yeah, and I think we should make references to the first episode throughout. Well, yeah. yeah, okay, I'm, I'm down for that. <laughs> it's sort that of, seems uh, so vind- vindicators. I wasn't there, yeah, nor did I listen to it. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna be totally fine with that. <laughs> that's understandable. Mm-hmm. Welcome, everyone. Uh, I'm uh, Josh. I'm just uh, having a wonderful evening here. What are you drinking? Uh, Oh, yeah, what are you drinking? Nice tension tamer tea. Oh, wow, that's Uh, crazy. You know what I'm I'm drinking? uh, Tame the tension. I'm also drinking tension tamer. Wow, isn't that just fantastic? What are you drinking? I'm drinking a Mongo IPA. Not a single IPA, but a double. Oh, I've had those. This is super tasty. It's really good. What are you drinking, guy? I am drinking a water. Water uh, plus. Yes, because water plus. hydration is key. Key for what, Josh? I mean, I don't know. A <laughs> lot. Of, hydration a is lot the key that opens a door to a healthy skin and lifestyle. I have a really, Joe, what are you drinking? I feel like water somehow is sponsoring Guy. Water. <laughs> guy, sponsored by a raid. <laughs> okay, so I have a very, Algae. very important question. <laughs> yes, sir. Which is, Guy, can you please give an example of a niche complaint? Because I was really, like, you know taken a task last time over my niche complaint, which okay. I think was a great niche complaint, but okay. apparently does not that fit a, within the purview. So just for, first, the, no, niche complaint. No, for first the, describe yeah. the rules of niche complaints and then yeah. give one. All right. So for those uh, new listeners with us, niche complaint is a, a common segment we have in our show, which we do a lot, <laughs> actually. It's a uh, feature. <laughs> Beloved by our fans. So basically, so in a niche complaint, the segment, we discuss niche complaints. Now, niche complaint isn't a complaint that is rare. That is a rare complaint. So I think last time we had an example of like you're sharpening your pencil and yeah. like you're almost dead but your tip breaks off. Yes. Like and then it that, gets caught inside gets, the sharpener and you have to like yeah, but somehow that, figure out how wait, to wait, dump wait, out wait. the sharpener and get the the like lead yeah, unstuck that is, without spilling shavings on your desk. That is a and then start over and finds it annoying. That is a rare okay. complaint. But it's rare because it only happens infrequently. Now. Yeah, but but if it happened to me right now, I would be very annoyed. But and a I would niche complain. complaint is only. A niche complaint is something like one in a hundred people would be like, yeah, that makes me really mad. And the other 99 people are like, huh, like, I guess maybe, but like, I'm fine with it. Okay. So, so it, as if like, if that happened to a hundred people, only one of them would be annoyed by the situation. Yeah. See, okay. basically the basic idea behind it has, have you ever like something's bothered you, but you never talked about it to anybody. And then like randomly out on the street, you like at a restaurant, you hear somebody at the table over say, it's like, Oh my God! Uh, you know what I hate oh, I right think I've now. Got one, actually. You know what I hate? There's no pine- mustard on the table, but there is always ketchup on the table, and I much prefer mustard. That's my niche complaint. Does that count? I think that I does think count. They, yeah, because yeah. you know what? <laughs> that does not bother me. At it all. really bugs no. me actually. Because I don't. I almost never want ketchup, but I almost always want mustard. Yeah, but you know what? The great thing is, there is one out of a hundred people listening to this right now. That's like, oh my fucking god. Yes. We're we gonna bleep that out. We're a we're a family friendly. Sorry about no, that. No, we're getting the explicit tag. On oh shit. Wow. <laughs> oh fuckity fuck are we shit. At that level. Yeah, oh, that's pretty aggressive. Okay, we're so a, we're a podcast for mature. Does anyone else have any other niche complaints? Because I think mustard on the table is really my biggest one. Yeah, yeah one. my my niche complaint is uh when there's too much leaves in a salad. 
Mm-hmm. If there is over <laughs> by leaves, do you mean like lettuce or spinach okay. or something? If there is over forty percent mm. leaves in a salad, that is not a real salad. I don't know how, and I, I refuse to believe that as a real salad. <laughs> See, I'm because they are all but... about the uh, the crunchiness. I, I think your salad should have a certain level of uh, uh, crunch. Fluff. Yeah, Excuse just like leaf? the ability no, for you, you to puncture it with a fork. My optimal... Have you ever had a a salad that's just like all leafy at the bottom and you're just like trying to stab yeah, it. Yeah, I hate you that. Can't. I hate you that. You just can't. You I hate that crunchy, and that is not a real salad. Have, you shouldn't eat leaves, so you shouldn't, that's yeah, your I'm solution. Not, I'm not a goddamn rabbit, okay? Your food. <laughs> I am not no, a goddamn <laughs> rabbit. True facts, Ethan actually is completely a carnivore. He only eats meat, <laughs> mostly raw, but he does heat it up so it's warm and raw. So it's like kind of simulating mm. coming out of the animal. Yeah. yeah. This is a true thing. No. I also spent a winter in a bear. Depending on who's listening in this podcast, there's a lot of connotations in there. Like there could be like survival people who are like, wow, that's hardcore. And there could be some like, you know, other people are like, wow, that's hardcore. Another true fact about Ethan, he was actually born in the snow. In an igloo, I'm pretty sure. So is that? Oh yeah, put, put like that on the Wikipedia. Wikipedia. No, it's we're a melting pot, so it's fine. That's true. Wait, well, the igloo would melt in so a melting pot. The real question is: <laughs> Can you appropriate from cultures you haven't kissed? Yeah. No. Okay. So guys, rule. Of- <laughs> this is this is generally my rule uh, for appropriation. If you've kissed somebody of that culture, you can appropriate their culture. <laughs> <laughs> And I'm, I want wow. to go on record saying that's what I believe. So when I run for Congress in like 20 years, please quote me on that. CNN. <laughs> Casual call. Okay. Uh, they're not going to be around in 20 years. You don't think so? Well, it'd be what? nice if they weren't. Okay, what? so I feel, I'd, be, I'd be very happy if, like, the current, you know, media... Careful about moving uh, the mic, though, because yeah, it, it's, it's very it's loud. Weird. Yeah. Like, there was so much tapping last time, so, like, be careful putting your drinks down, too. So I feel like sometimes when you do that, that's going to be loud. I feel yeah, it. but Ethan, back to what you're saying I, about okay, CNN. I think, yeah, okay, yeah. Let's just go rant about the media for a while. But like, I don't know. You know how all the outlets right now sort of lost credibility. So it'd be kind of nice if we had just like you know, out with the old, in with the new. I don't of, necessarily uh, think they've all lost credibility. I think I certain think elements. Have. I think well, I think some elements of the news process have mm-hmm. lost credibility, mm-hmm. and I think it is also important <laughs> to recognize that like within generally party lines the credibility i think of organizations has actually only gone up even though it's extremely partisan it's just there's no broad trust in the media i just want like boring news well i think part of the problem and we've talked about this is when you have like a news story that is just full of small injected opinions as opposed to just telling you what happened and i think what most people want to know is what happened and how are you going to sell your news if it's not interesting yeah, but that's you can, kind of the problem. It's not, it's by providing partisan. backstory, I think by providing context, the modern media can still create interesting news without adding opinion or partisanship. Like if you provide context, I think you create like interest. Like you should have pretty much in every story a why should I care about this, and that why is context. So oh, yeah, say you're talking about like a new stuff. regulation, right? The most boring thing ever, a new regulation. You could talk about like why was the EPA created. Like the president, like Nixon at the time, had a commission of people who went around and took pictures of how horrible the environment in the U.S. was. So if people were ever like, why did we create this? Why do we have these regulations that people would know how bad it was and we would never want to go but back? Th- that type of news is what I've seen more often on like 
newer outlets. Okay. Like what? Um, like what? Like yeah. online articles I've even seen like in bold, like why should I care about this? Which I think it might be because it's targeted at like a lower level audience. So it's mm-hmm. like a little easier to approach and read. Mm-hmm. But I, I still think there's... like that makes it less reputable because why? it's easier. It's easier to push an agenda through a why you should care section versus just a straight facts. But so you could say like this report is out. Why should you care? And then you could either say because it could provide some damning evidence against the president, or you could say um, because. But you've already done it right there by saying damning evidence. What you should have said was this matters because of this constitutional process as a part of our law. Like think of it more like a law review journal, because by saying damning evidence, you've already done what I think so many outlets do, which is spice it up with like that. You could easily say. Yeah, not that stuff. Yeah. yeah. I guess yeah. yeah, but everyone just wants to retweet not Nick, Nick how journals. do you think how do you think news <laughs> like that will affect um c- kind of the 50-50 kind of scale that the, a lot of outlets are saying like it's always a fair fight, you know? It's always like a, to- a coin toss for any election, any well, anything. So, so I think this is interesting because you'll <clears> see a lot of like oh I think this, this is my own personal opinion. I think this happens a little bit more on the left based on like the <laughs> virtue signaling. I think that's the right term for this, that people mm. on the left like to yeah. sort of have. And it's just like, oh, I'm not biased. I'm willing to call out my side as I call out the other side, right? There's this, I don't want to appear like I'm on a high horse, even though that's kind of what I'm doing. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. the media will say, you know, government shutdown, both sides are responsible, which is, you know, somewhat true. Like you could completely compromise on your side if if you really truly didn't want the government to shut down but on the other hand you could say by sort of completely getting rid of your principles in order to avoid that are you in fact sort of mortgaging your future by getting rid of say regulations that protected dreamers or Mm -hmm. something else Mm -hmm. and so i think that in the 50 50ness i think the news media does a horrible job of just presenting what's happening without adding in all those sort of like fancy spicy adjectives that make things more exciting and also by kind of unfairly evening the playing field instead of just saying this is what this group of people did Did. this is what this group of people did here's a context of historical shutdowns or whatever issue it was the shutdown just comes to mind because i think that that was at least this time you know i wasn't alive for every government shutdown i think this government shutdown was very clearly one side's fault I think it was that, like, the president was ready to sign something. Then he went on Fox News, saw that they were in a very partisan way, being like, oh, he's caving to the Democrats. And then his base got riled up and he wants to not lose those political points. Well, so do you think that, like, didn't that... sign it and then that no, started no, the government no, I'm, Yeah, I'm sorry. My, that's how I think it happened. <clears throat> but do you think that that view of how it happened, like, I saw the, the Vox video too saying like you know it's very common that something's on fox news and then the president talks about it yeah and i think that that's like well many people would say that's a conspiracy of the left i don't think it's a conspiracy because he frequently calls in and in real time tweets yeah it's like it would be different if it was like i'm trying to play devil's advocate like it's it's hard to pin that down and say like you know this is definitely what's happening yeah because on one hand you have like i mean i understand like I kind of understand like where they're coming from if they weren't like very well informed on the topic. They're saying like, "Oh, you're telling me the most powerful man in the world listens to a TV show for advice." But but if you're not following very, it, like um, that's very, very questionable. Data analytics that shows how <laughs> yeah. he reactively tweets to exactly what Fox News is talking about in yeah, almost so, real time, right? Yeah, yeah. many yeah. first-hand accounts yeah. from aides who 
talk about how much time that he spends watching TV and watching Fox News during the day. I also think this is an interesting segue into what you were talking about, about sort of new media. But I could also say that while I think there is some newer forms of news media and just media in general that sort of provides a platform that might be more independent or more central or more fact-based, I think it's also led to the rise of online platforms for radicalization, especially online because there's a degree of anonymity to them. With Mm -hmm. modern advertising revenue streams, it's really easy for Google to pair ads with people so that way no matter how questionable your content is, companies don't even realize that they're sort of subsidizing that sort of radical well, yeah, content. And how, what role do you think that Google or whoever's like... They're 100% complicit. I mean, and Google, well, you think... But then Google has to be moderator of all the content. Their algorithm didn't have moderation in mind. Their pure like algorithm is to match you with what you want to see and make ad revenue but, for themselves. But it's what they think you want to see. It's a guess. That's true. It's That's an true. educated guess, but it's... I guess it's not, an edu- like, not necessarily just a guess. But it is, in some ways, they're hypothesizing... And then they're checking and they're improving. And that's why Google is so powerful is they're really good at it. But they also, there's a lot of recent evidence that the same thing with YouTube's algorithm, it might lead people into these rabbit holes that yeah. are hard to get out of or yeah. hard to notice that you're falling into. Mm-hmm. That's true. I was thinking of um, more of like Google actually has decided to not allow companies to have like Google AdWords on their site or something like that, like cutting off access to this revenue stream, which they can totally do. But other people have said, like, it's, you know, if you de-index, even beyond just taking ads, like, you know, they take certain websites out of, out of their search results, that's getting, you know, thwarting free speech. Um, they're a private company. Ooh. Yeah, but they can. But, like, what is the internet? It's basically Google for so many people. Mm-hmm. Well, it's sort of like the whole, like, what is the internet? It's Facebook to some people, too, in that's other yeah, parts of the world. world. Like, are they a platform or are they a media company? Classic debate we're having. If you're a multi-billion international media corporation, you have a higher responsibility to uphold free speech than to moderate based on the United States left morals. Um, If you are cutting off people from seeing extremist things, it's not necessarily wrong to them. It's wrong to us. And to have such a wide net cast across the internet, you really should be upholding free speech more than the morals of a small group, I guess. But do you think it's the morals of a small group? Because I think in that example, you're really simplifying because we already as a society all over the world, as a global society, which does exist, like we've decided some things are against like the human rule set that we've come up with. Mm -hmm. And you could look at sort of the UN Convention on Human Rights as like a global rule set that everyone has nominally agreed to, to be member states of the United Nations. You don't have to, as a country, join the UN. You are not forced to. Like, yes, I know that there are some realities about not doing it. And obviously, like, you can look at the UN Human Rights Council as a great example of how it doesn't, the system doesn't necessarily work. But I think there are, like, broad, like, things that we can all agree to, where as a, like, sort of massive company like Google, I think you can say, you know, if you're advocating and inciting genocidal violence yeah. Or, like, religiously motivated violence against another, like, ethnic group. Like, all these, I think those fit very broadly within the global rule set. I think they've I guess, had a, but I don't, they don't necessarily, um, what was the word that you used? Uh, I just said a lot, so yeah. <laughs> you have to be um, more specific. It's not that they, they don't necessarily, they kind of facilitate it, but they don't encourage it, and they don't do it with intent. It mm. just is the way that their platform is used, and they're not making any special cases to stop it. Also, because it's so incredibly widespread, it's hard mm. to pin down. 
it's very ubiquitous. I mean, I mean, to, I mean, to be fair, kind of to everybody involved in the situation of not knowing what to do, like nobody twenty years ago could have guessed the internet wouldn't be this big or it's could do this much. Yeah, yeah, it it like grew so quick, so like yeah, so quick. It changed so much, and it really brought a lot of people together. And like you can't, it's really hard to regulate it if you don't know what the future. You can't regulate the future, right? Right, and that's very difficult to do. Well, our friend uh, Mark Zuck recently called for more friend of the show, by the way, friend yeah, of the show, friend of the show, friend of the pod, <laughs> Mark. <laughs> As I know him, Marmar. Well, so he, actually- yeah, he just said like you know we should have more regulation on the internet, which you know, I think if you asked him three years ago before he was in front of Congress, he probably mm-hmm. would have told you something different. But like, well, well, I think I, they can- two sides of this debate. Um, and I get this is just specifically towards um, artificial intelligence and machine learning is whether you should be regulating in advance or whether you should regulate as things come. Um, and I guess if you regulate in advance, you risk kind of stopping all this technology from coming to fruition. Yeah, the loss of innovation. But I see that. Yeah. If you regulate um, as things come, regulation takes time and it can be too late, um, as we've seen with the Internet and then neutrality as a whole. Yeah. I think that a great example so. of regulating ahead of time is space. There are very strict space-based <laughs> regulations. <laughs> that countries break, India just broke, kind of, depending yeah. on who you ask and stuff, like with shooting a satellite um, down yeah. and NASA's upset because the ISS might be in danger. It might be a political <laughs> thing to say that, but I mean, that is a, or Antarctica is sort of a pre-regulation, whereas the internet, I think, is a great example of post-regulation. Well, the internet environment is a post-regulation. The internet infrastructure wasn't, though. Yeah, that's that's a good point. they set up regulations saying, like, you can, okay, well, I'm diving into an area where I know edges of it, but I don't know the whole thing. But, so the way it was set up is, I believe, um, you had to, you can't share the, infrastructure with other companies obviously like you know every other like in europe internet's far cheaper because you can have multiple different entities on the same wire mm-hmm. um versus here you have to build it all yourself and the thinking behind that was like oh we're gonna have all different types of internet being delivered we're gonna have it like you know i guess they were thinking like satellites and whatever you know 5g yeah. or whatever like it's Cable not all gonna come the through fu- the phone lot the, the phone future was but then it did yeah and now you're locked into monopolies and all these different areas. Well, yeah, but they set and, up regulation to yeah. make this happen. And, to and so they were regulating before the, the thing actually matured. Yeah, exactly. And to connect to the moon, like, look <laughs> at the moon, right? And the first thing you think is, like, if we get somewhere there, like, somebody's going to claim that. There you know, is, so like, okay, you pointed there as if no the moon, moon was, like, right there. So I looked, <laughs> yeah. and then there wasn't. I was like, what is he pointing <laughs> For those of you at home, uh, it's a cloudy day. Tonight. It's a cloudy night. Right. Um, but you look at the moon. It's like when we like if somebody gets there, they're just gonna claim it for their country. That was like an obvious first step. That was I think gonna we happen. actually did plant a flag there, yeah. like literally the most yeah, colonial we, thing. But we didn't do. claim the moon. We're like we don't own the moon. Well, yeah, because we didn't think that anyone else was gonna go. <laughs> but you <laughs> think that the space yet. race would have yeah. ended? Like the space race ended when we stopped competing with Russia. Like there's like low key a new space race starting. If you think that we're investing in space because we love science, it's because China's investing in space. And we don't want to see Chinese flags on the moon if there aren't American flags on the no, moon. We still China on the moon. is investing okay. hundreds of billions of dollars into AI, and we're doing jack shit. We're not doing about? jack shit. Doing I think jack. that that's compared, a very like reductionist compared view. Compared to China, we're not doing enough. We have so, so many private companies six doing pages AI on this, so, so I think he's China. an expert. Yeah. We're my view on this. It's, we have Google and Amazon and Facebook, and they also have like Tencent, Baidu, and Alibaba. 
I think the big difference is that theirs are state corporations, whereas we are sort of relying on the private. They They are state corporations. They're not. They're They're all all propped up. They are 100% controlled by the state. You can't ignore the reality in China. They are allowed to exist because China says they are allowed to exist. They are privatized companies who are getting some guidance in some sectors by the government, such as military contracts. But contrary to this popular belief, there is a lot of discussion about AI ethics um, within these companies, and they are very privatized. I think that the record shows that there is not a major company in China that is not almost directly controlled by the central government, even if they... I'm writing my inquiry seminar on this. Okay. I uh, will agree to disagree, and we can do more research on this and come back next week. (laughs) I'm just showing you the research I have. That's fine. I just yeah. think that I, I think you're ignoring the political realities of China. If you're yeah. like, because mm-hmm. like, they even would, if it they is would private, tell you like, are those people completely set? Are they like members of the Communist Party? Yeah. Like who so control the company, even they, if it's a private company? Because their government is run in a different way than ours in terms of the party structure. They call these national champions, as in like they're the spearheading this AI um, thing. But what I mean, China's eventual goal is two things. One, increase military capabilities so they can reunify, quote unquote, with Taiwan. And number two is, um, yeah, that's manifest destiny is only east to west. You can't go east to manifest destiny. Everybody knows that. We invented manifest destiny. We well, by we, I don't mean me. I mean like the people. They've announced this. (laughs) Actually, didn't you? I think that is like low key, like the OG Jewish. Belief is manifest destiny. Like, ah, oh, God so. gave us this land. It's ours. Yeah, but it was like, <laughs> I think it's like the whole thing. No, no, that was like the little sliver of the desert. They're like, oh, yeah, yes, the sand. Yeah, but I think that that is like, if you had, if, if I was going to pick based off my limited knowledge of world history, one group that personifies God gave us this land the most, it would be a tie between the US and Israel. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> And the Mormons. But getting away from these, <laughs> yes, getting away from these deep questions, I think we need to get into the deepest question of all, which is how much chocolate uh, goes into chocolate milk? And a sub question: Is store bought chocolate milk better Wait, or no, worse? I think, I think before same? we go into transition, we need a we need a, a talk from our sponsor. Oh, of quick. course, quick message from our sponsor. quick message from our sponsor. So, um, from our sponsor, we don't have a sponsor saying that. Um, Hello Fresh. <laughs> <laughs> um, now. If you're asking what HelloFresh is, it's like they deliver food to your house and you eat it. Um, if well, you okay. ask me Quick, how to stay, a slightly better explanation: they send you a box of ingredients and then you prepare the ingredients and turn them into dinner. How does it taste? I have no clue because I've never had Actually, it yet. Quite good. You can help me taste the food for the first time. I have a code you can input to HelloFresh <laughs> for your first week. You get forty dollars off. It's G U Y S K A. That is Guy Ska. Guy, <laughs> as in my name, ska and Ska like the music. You'll get $40 off your first week. I get $20 uh, credit, of yeah. credit. So if enough people do this, I will actually be able to have food for free. And then I will let you know how it tastes. And then they might actually sponsor us. Hello Fresh. Not Please sponsor us. <laughs> this podcast also brought to you by Mark. <laughs> Mark Zuck. <laughs> Friend of the show. Friend of the show. <laughs> Uh, we own all your information, Facebook. Uh, this podcast so, is also brought to you by Lead Paint. Ever wanted to bite some tasty window sills because Lead Paint is apparently sweet? Yeah, Lead Paint. <laughs> Taste it. <laughs> so back to that chocolate milk thing. Oh, yeah, of course. Back uh, to the important question of chocolate milk. You know, I'm, 
I'm definitely not able to describe how chocolatey Ethan made his chocolate milk the other day. Right, well, if but it, it was, was a six inch glass, there was like two inches of chocolate. Yeah, that was way too much. Maybe I think we need thick. to say so. Like to left left the viscosity of the milk with the chocolate. All That's right. the key. Shut up, nerd. No. First of all, so, <laughs> less than a third chocolate is what you're saying, Tosh. Yeah. Like I mean, it I want a concrete think, decimal number. Can you feel like I'm drinking milk? But tastes like chocolate. If it's if I'm drinking chocolate pudding, yeah, no, 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 I want like, of pudding. Also, I want maybe like, like a one pudding. to five ratio of uh of the okay. syrup to milk. So I that's only okay. that's still like twenty percent, which is only a little bit lower than the thirty three percent that no, Ethan was I, I think that's a good amount less. Yeah, I think that's a good amount. Milk with the syrup in the milk is not as well. Good as I would agree. Milk. I prefer oh, powder sure. based chocolate. Yeah. Well, okay, yeah, I was gonna say because there's. There's the syrup and the powder base. I'm a big syrup guy if we're going that route. We were trying to put like Swiss Miss in milk though when it's cold because it just not work. If you make Swiss Miss but cool it down, is that chocolate milk or is that cold hot chocolate? Yeah, you messed up on your hot chocolate. (laughs) They do taste different, I think. They make a chocolate milk in these like glass bottles from this like really nice small farm. Yeah. Oh, is it in Maine? Yeah, this is like like, every like local farm has like this like kind of like chocolate milk like just below chocolate pudding. This one was a little... They like bigger because they had all colors of milk. They had like strawberry milk, milk, coffee milk, milk, strawberry milk, blueberry milk, coffee milk. Coffee milk is the best. Coffee milk is a weird weird, good sensation. Isn't coffee milk just like cream with coffee? No, because it's like a coffee syrup. People like their coffee actually. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so then moving into the more like so are we? I feel like we're moving towards store bought is better than homemade. I think so. Do you have a favorite brand of store bought? Yeah, no, I like Ethan's like family. I I don't really like it. I like Ethan's. There's there's one at Bloomers. Oh, I do like the Nestle. Bloomers has some chocolate milk in there. Do you say Bisquick? I completely heard amazing. Uh, yeah, I, I'm with Ethan. I think it's like the family farm chocolate milk, which are like just a little less viscous than chocolate pudding. Yeah, that's good, but you can only get it at like it's two still, locations. It's still my favorite. You can't just go to the place. I got it at Hannaford's. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Well, it was maker. Hannaford's in Maine is basically a family farm. So <laughs> <laughs> you can actually drive your tractor right through the store. <laughs> they have a drive-through. <laughs> Hannaford's. In Maine, we have a drive-thru. How do you feel about the sort of romanticization, but also like kind of infant? I don't know if infantilization is the right word, but can we get sort any of more disrespect in there, like, disrespect for sure. American farmers? I feel like there's this like very romantic, like, oh, we can't have death taxes because that'll take away the family farm <laughs> from poor farmer <gasps> bill. Do oh, have gosh, yeah. Yes, there are family farms. Yeah. But, like, but then there's also that no one talks <laughs> about big art. <laughs> Like the big agriculture industry, which is huge. No one really talked about Monsanto, which I think they should. Like they deserve to be demonized. Bayer. What? It's Bayer now. Oh, great. Okay. Fuck Bayer, first <laughs> of all. Yeah, look into yeah. how they started, and you're gonna be like, what? Them and Volkswagen? Like, are there any brands that are safe? Uh, um <laughs> but like I don't know. Yeah. It's just there are these huge corporations that are really like where most yeah. of our food comes from. And we still have this idea of this romantic, like, guy who goes out and, like, touches dirt and loves, yeah. like... I, I've had multiple people, people talk to me, though. like, you know what I would really love to do after college? 